Welcome, children, to my story for the Ghostman Horrors Podcast UK. How to get back to the forest by Sophia Simanta. Don't be too scared while you read. I read the story. You're gonna have to poke it up," <coughs> said <coughs> said C. You have to get down there and pick it up. I mean, down there, just where you feel it, you know? She gestured earnestly at her chest. She had this old-fashioned cotton nightgown on, lace and collar, brilliant under the bathroom lights. Above the collar, her skin looked grey. She had bones like a bird. She was so beautiful. She was completely beautiful and fat. I mean, everyone at camp was a sort of a mess, but we were supposed to be that way at difficult stage. But she looked at it another level, took it to another level, herding us around the bathroom at night and asking us to puke. It's right down there, she, she, she said, tapping the nightgown under her hollow chest. Where you get, where you get less nerves in your esophagus, it's like right into the side, into the muscle. You have to puke really hard to get it. Did you ever get it out? As oh, as Max, she was sitting on one of the sinks. She believed anything. She nodded, seldom as a counselor. Two years ago, they caught me and gave me a new one. But it was beautiful while it was gone. I'm telling you, it was the best. Like you, I said. See, he stretched out her arms. Like please. Never like anything. Like everything at all once. You roar, you roar like raw nerve. That doesn't sound so great, said Ellie. Oh no, said C. Not annoyed, but really agreeing, turning things around. That was one of her talents. I know, said C. Not annoyed, but really agreeing, turning things around. That was one of her habits. It sounds, yeah, it sounds stupid, she nodded. She nodded, but that's because it's something you can't imagine. We don't have the tools. Our bodies don't know how to calculate what we've been missing. You don't know till all you get there. At the same time, if I were you, if you were, it's where you came from, it's where you started. She raised her toothbrush. So who's with me? Definitely not me, God, see. You are such an idiot. And apparently a girl named Puss had told her about the bug. And see, being see, had totally open to learning new things from a person called herself Puss. Puss had puked her out her bug and was living on the streets. I guess she ran away from camp. I don't really know. She was six foot tall. She said she had she, long ha- red hair. The hair was dyed, which was weird because if you're living on the streets, do you care about stuff like that? This kind of thing can, can keep me awake at night. I lay in bed, or rather I sit in the living room because Pete hates me tossing and turning. I leave the dark room dark and open with all curtains. I watch the lights of the city. I think about this girl, Puss. 
getting red hair dye at the grocery store and doing her hair in the bathroom at the train station. Did she put loose of paper down? What if someone came in and saw her? Everyone eventually... Anyway, eventually she put Puss in the park. Puss was clearly down and out at the hooker, but she loved looked cool and friendly as she sat down beside her on the swings. You, you have to pick it up. You've only been at camp for about six weeks. It seemed a long time. It seemed a long time, long enough to know why everyone exactly, everything felt stretched out at camp. The days and the nights are yet in the end were so fast as soon as you, as you could blink. Camp was on the, its own Canada, a special time of life. That was Josie's phrase. She was our favourite cancer. She was greasy and enthusiastic, with a skinny-like ponytail, only a year or two older than the seniors. Camp is so special. The thing with Jody was, she believed every word she said. It made me really hard to make fun of her. At night, the night in the bathroom, she was asleep down the hall underneath her mother figure, which is was which was a, a little stuffed dog from Florida on its chest. Come on, said Z. She stuck her toothbrush down her throat, just like that. I think Max screamed. C didn't start puking right away. She had to give herself a few right good shoves with the tooth that toothbrush while people said, Oh my god and backed away and clutched one another instead. Someone said, Are you nuts? Someone else said something. I might have said something. I don't know. Everything was so white and bright at that moment. Mirrors and fluorescent lights and Z in that goddamn Victorian nightgown jabbing away with her toothbrush. A sort of gagging. Every time I looked up to see her all in the mirror. And then it came a spatter of puke all over the sink. C leaned over, leaned over and embraced herself. Blam. Addie said, Oh my God, that's disgusting. She gasped. She was getting, just getting started. Ellie was next. All of a sudden she spun around with her hands over her mouth and let go. In a sink right next to the splat. I started laughing. I really, I had already felt sort of dizzy and sick myself and also scared. Because I didn't know what, I did not want to throw up. She looked up from her own sink and nodded. Ellie encouraging her. She looked completely bizarre. Her wide cheekbones, her big crown of natural hair, sort of retro supermodel, with a glistening mouth, her eyes full of excitement. I think she said, Good job, Ellie. Then she went with it with the toothbrush again. We have to stop her, said Katie, taking charge. Max, go get Jodie. But Max didn't make it. She jumped down from the first sink, but when she got halfway to the door, she turned around and ran back to the sink and puked. Meanwhile, Katie was dragging C away from the sink and trying to get the toothbrush, but not wanting to touch it, and kept going, Oh, and help me, you guys. It was all so hilarious. I sunk down on the floor, absolutely crying with laughter. Five or six other girls, too. We just started to just sort of looked at each other and was screamed. It was mayhem. Katie dragged C into one of the stalls. I don't know why, 
Then Katie started groaning and let go of the scene and staggered to the stall beside her and splash. There she went. Do you want to come out in a minute, Mitz? Bugs. Bugs. It is just a camp rumor. Camp is full of stories like that. People say the ice cream makes you sterile. The bathrooms are full of hidden cameras. They're fanged flashes in kicks in the plague. If you break into the office, you can call their parents. That's of kids break into the office. It's the most common camp offence. I never tried because I'm not stupid. Of course you cannot call your parents. How would you ever get their number? The bugs. Why do you have a bug planted under your skin to track or feed you drugs? That's another dumb story. And said it's not. Because I saw one. The smell in the bathroom was terrible now. with animal smell. Hot. It thrashed around. It was at fur. I knew I was going to be sick. I crawled to the closest place, the stall, where she and Nett and grabbed hold of the toilet seat. She smoothed aside from me. Would you believe she was still hanging into, hanging on to that toothbrush, her toothbrush? I think we both were up a couple of times. Then she made this awful sound beyond anything her whole body taut and straining, and something flew in the toilet with a splash. I looked at her, and there was blood over her chin. I said, Jesus, see? I thought she was dying. She sat there, coughing and shaking, her eyes full of tears of triumph. She was at the top of our world. Look, she breathed. I looked, and there in the bowl, half hidden by puke and blood, lay an object of metal. It actually looked like a bug. Sharp, blood-seared eye legs. Shit, I said. I flushed it. I flushed the toilet. Now you, says he, wiping her mouth on the back of her wrist. I can't. Trisha, come on. See, I couldn't. I really couldn't. I could be sick. In fact, I felt sicker than ever. I couldn't do that that hard. I remember the look in your eyes. You were so disappointed. You leaned and spat. Like some blood in blood. I whispered, don't tell anyone, not even the other girls. Why not? We will, we show it all. No, just trust me. I was already scared, so scared I couldn't bear that idea. I'll camp without you. I barely slept that night. We had to take showers and clean the bathroom. Max cried the whole time for at least part of the night. I was laughing, me and Kate, flinging disinfectant powder elsewhere. Kate was cool, always in sweatpants, don't give a shit about anything. You know your friend's a head case, right? She said. It was the first time anyone called to see my friend. She got out the mop and lavered up the floor. Everyone slipped and swore at us coming out of the showers. See, went skidding by a towel. Whee! She shrieked. You cannot feel your bug. I pressed it so hard on my chest, I know. I could feel it, said she. After they put it back in, it wasn't exactly a physical thing. She couldn't trace the shape of a bug inside her, but she could feel it working. Bug juice! She said, making a sour face. She could feel bug juice seeping into her body. Every time she was going to be angry or afraid, 
There would be warmth in the chest and a feeling of calm spreading deep inside. I only know what it is after I have had a bug out for a couple of weeks. How did your parents know you needed one? I don't, I didn't need one. How did they know it was gone? Well, I had this fit. I got mad at them and I started throwing food. You're all sitting on my bed under my other figure. A lamp with a blue shade. The blue lights fraught us out the stains of sea as Victorian nightgown. We were both painting our toughened toenails, cherry red pink, balancing the polish on my life skills textbooks, taking turns with the brush. You should go. You should go. You should do it, she said. You're better. I feel better. I feel so much better. I thought, how in a minute we will have to study for our life skills quiz. I didn't think there was a bug juice in my body. I couldn't feel anything. I am so much better, Z said again. Her hand was shaking. Oh, Z, the weird thing is, I started writing this after Max came to visit me. I thought I was going to write about Max, but when I started writing my, your book, why this book has left me your number figure? You suddenly threw it at me. Take it. It was the worst thing you could do. Or take someone else's parent figure, especially the mum. Or maybe only us girls who, who cared so much about the mums. Maybe the boys. It was the dads, but anyway, taking one of the worst. You basically expect other kids to kill you. A kid who put you in hospital the way at a different camp. The one on the east side. But we all knew about it at our camp. They strung him with, up with electric wires whenever he told a story. Whenever we told the uh, Told the story, we ended by saying what we would have done to that kid is always much worse. But you threw this book at me, see, and I, what could I do? Jody and Duncan who were trying to grab your arms, and Amber's was waiting for you downstairs. I caught the boat clumsily, crumpling it. I looked at it later, and it, it was full, half full of your writing. I think they are poems. Dang spells underneath want to get back. No pill for it. I need you. I don't know they are poems. If they are, I don't think they're very good. And that would be a door or an abandoned car. Does that even mean anything? Eat my teeth. I know them all by heart. <coughs> I picked this book. I picked up this book when Rex left. I wrote. You have to puke. You have to puke it up. All of a sudden, I was writing about you. Something su surprising about myself. I just kept going, remembering camp, the weird sort of human excitement there. The cafeteria lab within the sea. The shops. Remember the shops. Lulu was the best. Lulu was the best. We saved our allowance to go there. Down in the basement, you could get get used stuff <coughs> free. You could get leather jacket there. <coughs> I got I got those red shoes with flowers on the toes. I love those shoes so much. I wonder where they went. I wore them to every mixer. I was wearing them when I met Pete, probably with my white dress. Another Lulu's purchase. I don't know. Have no. I didn't have now. It's summer and a mixer had an island theme. 
The canisters have constructed its sort of deck overlooking the lake. God, they were so proud of it. They gave us green drinks with the little umbrellas in them and played lazy, sighing music. Everybody danced. The pizza was shooting down star. We were holding hands. You were gone forever. And I forgot you. I forgot you. Forgetting isn't so wrong. It's a life skill. I didn't remember what my parents looked like. A parent figure cannot be a photograph. It has to be some neutral object. It's supposed to stand in for someone, but not too much. We got When we got to camp, we were all supposed to bring our parent figures to dinner the first night. Everyone skis at the cafeteria tables, trying to find space between the dinner trays and their figures. Those, those canisters and catches made some scarves. I felt so stupid because my brother figure was a lamp. There was no place to paddle it in. My father figure was black. That says, always be yourself. Jody came up by as the cancers were going round, meeting the parents and said, Well, Trisha, that's a good one. I didn't know how. I didn't even know I had picked it out. We want you to have a fabulous time at the camp. Jodie cried. She was staying in the front of another cancer, Paige and Victorian Duncan, related called Hunky Duncan and Eric and Carla and others. Of course it chose Jodie to speak. She was perky. Jodie was perky. She told us that she was beginning of a special relationship with our parent figures. It was very important not to fixate. We shouldn't fixate on parent figures. We definitely shouldn't fatigue on the counsellors. My stupid lamp. It was fucking blue. Why should you bring something blue? The most important people in your life. On the other campus, Jody bubbled. Jody bubbled. bubbled. These are the people you know for the rest of your life. Now I want you to turn to the person next to you and say hi, neighbour. Hi, neighbour. Later, in the forest, she rang... Taint the sky, fuck you, neighbor. Camp was special. He told it. We were told it was special at camp. You were connected with people, with nat and with nature. There was no personal tech. That freaked a lot of people out at first. We were told that later we would be able to get online again. But we, we, but we, we be parent adults. Our relationship would be in place. We'd have to learn our life skills when we and we were ready. But that, now they were special. Now was the time of friends and the earth. She raised her hand. What about the earthquake? What? said Veronica, who taught a natural world. Veronica from an older group of cancers had grey hair and every skin. And taking kids on nature hikes. She was always stretching to show she could be flexible when you were old. What about the earthquakes, he asked. What about the fires? Those, those are natural. What about hurricanes? Veronica smiled at us with her awesome white teeth, because she could have awesome white teeth when you're old. It's all a matter of time of taking care of yourself with the right life skills. You have an interesting question, Celia. We are all told that all questions are interesting. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is a point of thing was always to participate. We were told to participate in classes and hikes and shopping sprees and mixers. In history we learned that they were used to be prejudiced, but now there it wasn't. 
It did not matter where you came from or whom you loved, just join in. That's why even the queer girls had to be go to the mixers. You could take your girlfriend, but you but you had to go. Katie used to go in a tie and Ellie would wear flowers. They rolled their eyes but they were but they went anyway and danced. It was fun. Camp was fun. She raised her hand. Why is it a compliment to tell someone it doesn't matter who they are? You're told us. You're told to find a hobby. There were three million, a million choices. We tried them all: sports and crafts, art and music. There's so much to do. Every day was much, so much kind of program, and we there were chores. And when we had to study for class, no wonder we forgot, forgot stuff. We're told that forgetting was natural. Forgetting helped us survive. Jody told us at life skills class, tears in her eyes. She cried as easy as Max. She was more like a kid sister than a counsellor. Everyone wanted Jody to be okay. You'll always be remembered, she said in a hoarse, heroic voice. You always have your parent figure. It's important to be sad. But remember, you have to hear each other. It's the most important bond in the world. See that? See, he raises her hand. But what if we want, don't want us? See, he raises his hand, but of course he raised her hand. She would see it. She would see it. She's always that bit. She's always been. been. See, her. do you mean? Did you see what I mean? I mean, she was that right from the day we arrived. She was brash, messy. See her before the night in the bathroom because she was supposed to be pooped out of a bug. I could see any, I couldn't see any difference. I could not see the difference. So of course I had second thoughts. I wished so bad. I hadn't flushed a toilet. But what if there wasn't anything in it? What if someone dropped a piece of jewelry in there? Some necklace or brooch? I thought it was a bug. That what could happen. Camp was so fun. Shaking my legs for the mixer. Wearing wet socks. We were all so lucky. Camp was the last thing ever. Every children at camp. That was the government slogan. E-A-C. See, I used to make this gag face. Whenever he said E-C-E-C. Sick. She took me into the forest. She was a mixer. Every bell of ours was crowned around the picnic tables. The lake was flat, scrappy. The sun was coming down. Clouds of emigrating insects golden in the haze. She took me into the forest. It was a mixer. Everyone else was crowded around the picnic tables. The lake was flat and scrummy. The sun was coming down. Clouds of biting insects golden in the haze. Come on, she said. Let's get, let's get out of here. He walked over the sodden sand into the weeds. A couple of cancers watched us go. I saw Hunky Duncan look at us with his binoculars. But, but because we were just two girls, they didn't care. It only mattered if they left a mixer with a boy. Then you, then you had to stop at the self-care stand for condoms and injection, because becoming a parent is a serious decision. Duncan lowered his binoculars. He stepped across the rocks into the trees. This is cool, Sierra whispered. 
I didn't really think it was cool. It was weird and sticky in there and sort of dark, and the weeds kept tickling my legs, but I went further because the sea is hard explaining this thing she had. She was like, the event just about to happen, and you didn't want to miss it. I didn't want to do it anyway. It was dark. We had to hold hands after a while. Sia walked in front of me, pushing branches out of the way, making loud cracking signs, sometimes kicking to break through the branches. Her laugh sounded close, like we were all trapped in the basement like Lulu's. That's what it, but that's what it was like, being trapped in this amazing place where everything will mercifully half-rise. I was so excited and horrified because suddenly I had to take a dump, but there was no way I could hold it onto it. Wait a sec, I told Zia, too embarrassed to even tell her to go away. I crouched down and went and wiped myself on the leaves. I'm sure Zia knew what she was up to, but she took my hand again, and right after I was done, she took my disgusting hand. I felt like I wanted to die at the same time. I was floating. We kept going until we stumbled into the clearing of the woods. Starts above it a perfect circle. Woohoo! He heard. But you neighbor gave us gave the stars a finger the silhouette of a hand that stood out against the bright. She gave the stars a finger too. It was a shitty, disgusting kid with a lamp and a plague for parents, but I was I was there with Sia and the time was exactly what was exactly now. It's like there was a beautiful starry place we never got into, don't deserve to get into. We would be the same time, we were better than any brightness, two sick girls underneath the stars. Fuck you, neighbor, it's great, it felt so great. It could go, if, it, if I could go anywhere, I wanted to go there. Cancers came after us for after a while, a circle them with big flashlights, talking in headsets. Jody told us they had been looking elsewhere for us. We were pretty worried about you girls. For the first time, I didn't feel sorry for her. I felt like I wanted to kick her in the shin. Shit, I forgot about that until right now. I forgot her so much. I was like a sieve. Sometimes I tell hate I, I am going senile, like premature senile dementia. Last month, I suggested we go to Clearwater for our next vacation. He said... Trish, you hate Clearwater, don't you remember? It's true, I hated Clearwater. The beach was okay, and that night there was nothing to do but drink. So we were going to go to the Palace Swings instead. At least you could gamble there. See, and I wonder about you so much. I wonder what happened to you and where you are. I wonder where you ever tried to find me. It wasn't. wouldn't be hard. If you link to the register, you know our graduating class ended in food services, a change of industry, of chain of grocery stores. Pete gives deliveries. Kate stocks the shelves. A year before us, the graduate of our camp went into the army. A year after us, they went into the army. A year after that, I went into communication technologies. A year after that, I stopped paying attention. I stopped wondering what life would have been like if I graduated in a different year. We're okay, me and Pete. We made it work, you know. He said because I didn't want to have kids, but he hadn't brought it up for a couple of years. We do the usual stuff, hobbies and vacations, work. Pete's into gardening. Once a week we have dinner with some, with some of the gang. We, we know our parent figures 
We keep our parent figures on the whole table, but like everyone else, sometimes I think how it was grudge, uh, if, how it ever graduated with us. It'd be doing some kind of job in food service. That's weird, right? But you didn't, you didn't graduate with us. I guess you never graduated at all. I worked up you, on, for you in the buses and the streets, wondering if I ever see you again. See you, God! I jumped off the bus so quickly. I couldn't even wait to for it to stop moving. I didn't care if I fell in the gutter. I remember your tense face and your nervous look when you found out that we were going to have a checkup. I can't have a checkup, you said. Why not? I asked. Because, you said. You said because, I they see my bug is gone. I know, and I just, I don't know, I felt kind of, sort of embarrassed for you. I convinced myself the whole bug thing was a mistake, a hallucination. I looked up down, I looked down at my book, I looked up you, looked up you. We were standing in the same place, with an alert look in your eye, as if you were listening. You looked at me and said, I have to run. It's a stupid thing I have heard. The whole camp was monitored practically out to the moon. There was no way to get outside, but you, but you tried. You left my bedroom and went straight to your window and broke your ankle. Right up your window. There's no way to get outside, but try. But you tried. I left my ankle, broke your ankle. A week later, you were back. You were on crutches. You looked wretched, destroyed. Someone's cut your hair, shaved it close to the scalp. Your eyes stood out sharp and shining. They put the bug in me, you whispered. I just knew, I knew you were going, what you, what you were going to do. came to see me a few days later. I felt sick since I have felt sick since then, ever since. Max is the same, hunched and timid. I know her if you saw her. She sat in my living room and gave my I gave her coffee and lemon cookies. She took one bite and the cooking and started crying. See, we miss you, we really do. Max told me she is pregnant. I said, "Congratulations!" I knew that Evan had been waiting for one for a while. She covered her eyes with her hands. She still bites her nails. One of them was bleeding, and she cried. Hey, Max! I said, "It's okay." I figured she was just extra emotional from the hormones or whatever, or maybe she was thinking about a short time she had. She have with her kid now that she her kid. Her kid Kids start camp at eight years old. Okay, I told her, even though I never have kids, I couldn't stand it. It really made me say it's easy on the kids going to camp early. Me and you, Max, we're all the tail in the retrogen team. Max's kids will be going to generation eight. It's supposed to be a happier generation, but I'm guessing it will be sort of like us. Like us, the kids of Generation 8 will be told they're sad. They'll need their parents and they may have to 
they, why they parent, they have a parent figure, so they can always be reminded of what they've lost, so that they can remember what they need, and what they have now. I sat across the coffee table where Max, she was crying, I wasn't hugging her, because I didn't really know hug people anymore, not even Peter, really, I went that way. I'm not I'm sort of that way, just how it turned out. And Max said, you remember the night in the bathroom with C? Do I remember? Her eyes were swollen. <laughs> she hiccuped. I can't stop thinking about it. I'm scared. She said she had to send a report to her doctor every day on the phone. How she was feeling, how she had vomited. Her morning sickness wasn't too bad. She had thrown up. Twice. Both times she had to go in for a checkup. So, I said, so they always put you to sleep, you know, yeah? I said, yeah. Just sat in front of her and said, yeah, like I was a rock. After a while, I could tell she was feeling uncertain. That when she felt stupid, she picked up her stuff and blew her nose and went home. She left her tissue on the table, rather than spotted with blood after he bit her nail. I really been sleeping since she left. I mean, I always had trouble sleeping, but now it's a lot worse. Especially since I started writing in your book. I feel sexy. I really feel sick. All those checkups are regular. Everyone gets them. You're definitely supposed to go in. You're feeling nauseous. If you vomited, it might be super flu. The world is full of viruses. Good health is everything. Business. And yeah, they put you to sleep every time. Yeah. They put a bug in me, you said. Camp was fun. Jodie came to us, wringing her hands. See, you, you've been having problems. It's up to all of us to look after her. Girls, camp stick, campers stick together. But we didn't stick together, did, uh, didn't we? I woke up when you were shouting in the hall, and I told, I ran out, and you were hopping. On your good foot, your foot toothbrush in your hand, your mother figure notebook in the other. And exactly what they caught you doing. How did they catch you? Were there really cameras in the bathroom? Jody called Duncan. And that's how I knew how bad it was. Hunky Duncan and the girls called you just up to the bathroom. Wearing white shorts and a seriously pissed off expression. He and Jody were grabbing you and were you fighting them off. Trish called Jody. Called Jody. It's okay. She is just sick. She's going to go to the hospital. You threw the notebook. Take it. You snarled. They were the last words. Your last words to me. I never met saw you again, except in dreams. Yeah, I see you in the dreams. I see you. Your white lacy nightgown. See, I feel sick. At night, I feel so sick. I walk around in circles, there's waves of sickness and waves of something else, something that calms me, something that is trying to make the sickness go away. Up and down it goes, I'm just in, just trying to stand it. And I'm being asleep again. A dream, you side me, we are leaning over the toilet and down at the very bottom there's something like a clump of trees and two tiny girls are standing there. They are giving us the finger. It's not where I came from, but it's where it started. I think how bright I was in the bathroom that night. 
how some kind of loss swept through all of us. Isn't that trick? You started it. You started it by yourself. We were with you in that hilarious and total outrage of loss. Let's lose it. Lose everything. Camp wasn't fun. Camp was a fucking factory. I go out to the factory on Fridays to check my lists of over coffee with Ellie. But the bus is his shattered buildings, sick people rooting around the garbage. Three out of five graduates' classes join the army. Give me the sincerity to reset the things I cannot change. I know I even get... How did I even get there? Yeah. I asked my mum if she could... If she wasn't a fucking lamp. See, I feel sick. I should just grab my keys, get some money, and run to Max's house. We should both be sick. Everyone should be sick, lose it together. I shouldn't have told you not to, to tell others. We should have been gone together. My fault. I dream. I find you in a, a puss in a bathroom in a train station. It's bad everywhere, and you laugh and tell me it's hair dye. See, it's so bright it makes me sick. I have to go now. I've got to come out.